Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, May the 11th. As we're back to coming to you after Phillies losses. Uh, you know, this is right. This is what we know. Phillies now 13 and 17. They lose 5-4 to four last night. Their worst start since 2017, the Philadelphia Phillies. As they fall in Seattle last night. Rubber match today at 3.40 out in Seattle. And another disappointing one last night. You know, it was. It was frustrating. And, you know, first and foremost, I'm tired. I'm tired. These games are late. It's like 1.15 last night or whatever it was. It's it takes it out of you. It really takes it out of you. And when you stay up for a loss, it really... Sucks the life right out of you. These West Coast games are taking it out of me, and I see them lose, and it takes it out of me even more. And it just was a frustrating one last night for for so many reasons, you know. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, like we talked about yesterday, just the definitive need to win games against the Mariners when you look at the schedule coming up with the Dodgers and the Padres and the Brewers and the Angels and you're just a gauntlet, a gauntlet of teams coming up. You know, just like we've talked about, the Braves, the only team under 500 they've coming up. And the Braves are just under 500. And they're the Braves until June 9th or whatever. I mean, that's a month away. The Mariners are easily the worst team they're going to face in that stretch. They had to take advantage. I mean, like today is... You know, must-win May baseball game, it feels like. But, um, you know, this team just can't seem to get on a roll. Other than that four-game sweep of the Rockies you know, at home, they've, they've just been unable to get anything going. And, and frustrating last night, Girardi gets tossed in the second inning, actually had a pulse last night. What a what a shock, the most shocking thing that's happened all season was seeing Joe Girardi hop off the bench and actually fight for something. And, and then the team doesn't respond. Just, you know, kind of a, another lifeless effort. Unable to hit Robbie Ray for the vast part of the game. Aaron Nola actually looked good. We'll get into the whole game, but looked good, but gets incredibly unlucky. Ultimately, just not good enough. And, you know, on a day, A, where they need to beat the Mariners, and B, where you, you, you know, you know your next two games, you know, starting pitchers. Bailey Falter has been called up to start today because Zach Wheeler and Zach Eflin are on the COVID IL. So not only is it a, a massively important game because it's versus the Mariners, it's a massively important game because you know the next two you don't have a starting pitcher. <laughs> you needed that. And just a frustrating one, little dribbler hits and seeing eye singles and you're just getting unlucky and you know unable to, to really grab anything and, and run with it, this team. It's just... They're consistently inconsistent. It's just day after day, night after night, they 
can't seem to find any momentum and carry it through from game to game. Like, there's none of it. None of it. And then for Girardi to get tossed the way he did last night and just nothing. You know, nothing. And I, I appreciated it. It was nice to see Joe Pulse. It was nice to see Joe get tossed. You know, we haven't seen a ton of that. You know how much I've been on the guy for his lifeless demeanor during these games. Obviously, I've had all kinds of problems with the in-game decisions the man has made, but also with the general passivity and, and it seemed lack of emotion from our manager. And last night he got fired up, and he was right. So in the second inning, grounder um, to Segura, throws to first. Hoskins stretches for the ball and swings his arm back as he catches it, and it hits the runner as he's going through first base, and the ball pops out. A run scores. It should have been an out. It should have been an out. Hoskins had the ball, and his foot was on the base. Force out. And then the ball gets knocked out. How is it any different from a second baseman taking the ball and switching it to the other glove? It's like the same type of thing. He should have been out. They're not allowed to challenge it. It was a joke of a call. And Girardi explodes from the dugout. Girardi was heated. He's going at the umpire. Reese Hoskins is heated going at the umpire. Girardi eventually gets tossed and keeps going at it. Really fired up again, you know, for a uh, a manager who has shown a, a real lifeless front to the uh, to the audience so far this season. It really was, you know, shocking to see Girardi all geared up like that and really going at it. And again, it was the right right thing to argue for. I mean, he was right. That was a a, a BS call. It really was. Hoskins had the ball and his foot was on the base. That's the way it works. Ball in glove, foot on base, you're at it first. That's it. Every time. Ended up scoring a run and just kind of adds to the frustration of the evening. Girardi gets tossed and then they don't don't do anything. They fight back a little. It's 3-2, then it's 5-2, then it's 5-3, then it's 5-4, and that's it. And it's done. They clawed a little bit. And Segura played really well. Like, what a game from Gene. You know, I think... You know, really just an outstanding game back in Seattle for Gene um, against his former squad as he was great. You know, without Gene, they're they're totally lost last night. Segura with um, a brilliant defensive play, had a home run late, scores two runs, um, was really, really great. And uh, in that spot, um, you know, frustrating. Nola, again, um, wasn't good enough, but really got... You know, really struggled early. Um, and then the bullpen didn't help him out. Left first and third, one out, didn't get out of it. Um, five and a third, uh, five runs, four earned, nine hits, one walk, six strikeouts. And and again, no look good early, but he did give up three runs early and then kind of struggled to, to go deep into the game and struggled to really recover from that. Again, he wasn't bad, and I think the... The stuff looked good. I think from a NOLA perspective, you're watching last night and saying, you know what, he looked all right, and he didn't get any help. Um, and again, he got really unlucky with some of those. That that Hoskins play we just talked about, that's incredibly unlucky for the pitcher in that situation. That little RBI dribbler down the third baseline, incredibly unlucky for a pitcher. The little seeing-eye singles, incredibly unlucky for a pitcher. It wasn't a, a lucky night for Nola, but you know you want to see him bear down a little bit more there, and you really did get into some trouble in the sixth when he left the game. Brad Hand comes in, and 
hits a guy with the bases loaded and, you know, unable to kind of bat in the hatches, so to speak, and um, ends up giving up a couple more there. It's 5-2. The Phillies would never recover. They got a couple back late, a Reese Hoskins homer, which, again, was nice to see. You know, Hoskins has had a nice two-game series out here with the two home runs. Um, not a good night for Hoskins. Otherwise, obviously, defensively, you know, that one play, but also a couple other just tough plays on Hoskins, you know, unable to, to pick a couple balls, had one bad throw. Uh, it wasn't a great day for Reese, but he does get that homer late, which was nice, and then Segura homers late. It's 5-4, you're in it, and, uh, and the Mariners are able to shut you down. And ultimately end it as, uh, again, you know, a frustrating one. The offense just unable to get going. You know, it's, uh, of course, I I knew, you know, I was going to say I should have known, but I knew. I knew that after 17 hits and nine runs in game one that they weren't going to hit in game two. I mean, you know, why would they hit from game to game? Castellanos homers again last night, by the way. All that dude does is rake. Thank God for Nick Castellanos. I mean, one of the few people who's keeping me from from tearing my hair out right now watching this team just so consistently good and so consistently consistent. Um, but, you know, Osk- other than Oscar Segura and Castellanos last night, it was just non-existent. Phillies had five hits on the evening. And Bryce, Bryce went two for four. So Bryce goes two for four, Castellanos goes one for three, Gene goes one for three, Hoskins goes one for four. That's it. There's your offense tonight, folks. Thanks for coming out. Honestly, four runs on five hits isn't too bad when you think about it. Um, yeah, just really, really a disappointing showing. You know, it really was. And again, on multiple levels. Um, and again, Schwarber, 0 for 4 after the 0 for 5. He's 0 for 9 in this series, down to 192. Struggling. Um, Yohan Camargo. Still really like the guy, but, you know, he's back to being Yohan Camargo, which is what I think most of us expected early in the season, but he's batting 235, 288 on base, 353 slugging, so he's been pretty bad from an offensive perspective. Matt Veerling's batting 170. Um, Some struggles here. While Harper's picking it up, Bohm's been good, Castellanos's been good, JT's been okay, Gene's been okay, Hoskins having a good series. Um, Other than that, it's been struggles. And Schwarber, you know, is really, really struggling. 192, 294, 433. I mean, that's not close to good enough, especially, obviously, for the money he's getting. So that's that's frustrating. And again, last night, just, um, you know, on so many levels, it's a game that you absolutely need to have. You know, really, in reality, you need to go out and sweep the Mariners. And, you know, the baseball's tough. It's hard to sweep teams and all that. But, man, you got four against the Dodgers coming up. Four. You got a lot of teams coming up there playing much, much better baseball than you are right now. I mean, the Angels just had a 12-0 no-hitter last night. Angels won 12-0 with a no-hitter. Trout had two homers. Trout's on fire. Anthony Rendon hit a home run left-handed. He's a right-handed hitter. That's where the Angels are at right now. They're coming up. Brewers are like 20-11 and 11 or 20-10 or whatever it is. They're coming up. The Padres keep winning games. They're coming up. Like 20 wins for the Padres, too. It's just, it's a gauntlet. It is an intense, intense, we've gone through a ton of times, but it is a gauntlet. What this did, I mean, what this team has coming up is, is not for the faint of heart, so to speak. I mean, it's going to be a really tough stretch of baseball. We'll, we'll quickly run through it again. Like we have, we have so many times, but so one more against Seattle, then it's four against the Dodgers in LA, three at home against San Diego of 21s, three at home against the Dodgers. See the Dodgers seven times in 10 games. Great. 
four in Atlanta. You know, they're the Braves. Three at home against the Mets, who are 21 and 10 or whatever. Three at home against the Giants, who are like have a quote unquote bad record at like 18 and 12 or whatever. The Angels, who are like 20 win team. The Brewers were right around 21 team. The Diamondbacks, even at home, they're 16 and 14. They're better than the Phillies. And then you get the Marlins, who have a better record than the Phillies. Then it's Washington and Texas. And then, you know, you know, then San Diego, and it gets tough a little bit. But it's, it's a gauntlet, man. Like, this is a really as tough a May schedule as I remember watching the Phillies. Like, really. Honestly, I don't ever remember a schedule this intense this quickly with teams who have all gotten out to really nice starts, teams that the Phillies should be scared of, so to speak. That's why this series in Seattle was so important, and that's why this game was so important. This game with Aaron Nola on the hill, when you know, you don't know who's pitching the next day. It turns out it's Bailey Falter. But you know you don't have a starter the next day. You know how important this game is, how important it is to get something going. And you just can't muster anything up again after, you know, the 17 hits, five hits. Like, why would they hit two nights in a row? Why? Is that, I, I guess it's against the rules. I didn't know it was. It must be. I mean, it's it's not something we see here. I mean, seriously, though, like, could we get just a few nights in a row of consistent baseball? You know, is that, is that too much to ask? I mean, just a, just a couple nights in a row, even. I'll take back-to-back consistent games, you know? I know that's uh, a long ask, so to speak, but... I mean, like the Dodgers. They're going to play the Dodgers now. The Dodgers are 8-2 and two in their last 10. 8-2 and two in their last 10. The Phillies are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Like, why can't they ever be one of those teams that gets on a roll? Like, Houston's won 8 straight. 8 straight! The Angels are 21 and 11. I mean, come on, the Angels. We make fun of the Angels. Because they're the freaking Angels. Man, it is tough, man. Yeah, it's actually pretty wild when you look at this. So uh, we were just talking about the schedule and going through. So right now there are uh, five 20-win teams in baseball. Six, excuse me. So it's the Yankees at twenty-one and eight, the Angels at twenty-one and eleven, the Mets at twenty-one and ten, the Brewers at twenty and eleven, the Dodgers at twenty and eight, and the Padres at twenty eleven. So that is six twenty-win teams. Five of them are on the Phillies schedule this next month. The only one they don't play is the Yankees. They got the Angels, they got the Mets, they got the Brewers, they got the Dodgers, they got the Padres. Think about that. Five of the six best teams in baseball are coming up for the Phillies right now. Five of the six best teams in baseball from a win record percentage perspective. (laughs) I mean, and this team can't beat mediocre teams. Again, I, I, you know, I've been very staunch in the let's not freak out, let's not panic, and I'm still... Let's not freak out. Let's not panic. But we're getting close to panic. You know, not from a make the playoffs perspective, but I mean, this division is slipping away before our eyes. The Mets are 21 and 10. Phillies are 13 and 11. 13 and 17, not 13. That's seven and a half games back. 
It's horrendous. It's May 11th. They're seven up back. It is so not good. Seven and a half back of the Mets. And you've got the hardest schedule in baseball, your hardest schedule you could possibly have over the next month. I mean, that's bad. And then yesterday, getting back to yesterday, the fact that for the first time all season long, what feels like the first time since he's been here, I know we've had a couple of these, but we actually see some freaking fire from Joe Girardi. We see him come out and lose his mind on an umpire, and it was great. It was the least I've disliked Joe Girardi all season long. It's like, go get him, Joe. And again, he was right. I supported it. Go yell about that. That was a crap call. He should have been out. How can you not challenge? This is stupid. I would have been out there yelling myself. And it was great to see. It was great to see because you know what he should be? Again, this team is now 13-17. and 17. Worst start for the Phillies since 2017. Quickly falling out of the division race. Heading into a gauntlet of a, of a May. I mean, if I'm Joe Girardi, I'm looking at everything and saying, oh, buddy. I mean, we've how much have we talked about it? I mean, you know, it's not like he's oblivious. Like, he has to know that he's at least potentially on the hot seat if the team keeps struggling. He knows the expectations. We all know that John Middleton went over the luxury tax for the first time. I mean, you don't think that comes with massive expectations? They're not going to give them all season. They're not going to let this version of the Philadelphia Phillies that we're seeing continue all season without changes. They just won't. They can't. There's too much invested. Obviously, money-wise, but also just in terms of the, the organization and where you're at and your fan base. Like It's a make-or-break year. This is a make-or-break year for the Philadelphia Phillies. And... At a certain point, if they continue to be under 500 and lose games, Joe Girardi will lose his job. I feel incredibly confident that will happen should the situation present itself. Now, I don't know how long, I don't know how long the wait, how bad it has to get. I certainly think if they go on a losing streak and they're like 10 under, it'll definitely happen. But I mean, if they continue to play in this anywhere from 4 under to to 1 under, type of range, it'll happen still. It's just a question of when. And last night, you know, maybe even just feeling a little, need, like his team need a little juice. Because, I mean, that's the funny thing is, Dre lost his mind last night. He was right. But, you know, if I'm the manager, like, I'm losing my mind a lot more against the ump in the Mets game when Alec Bohm gets hit in the back in the ninth inning of that game. I'm losing my mind a lot more with Kyle Schwarber against Angel Hernandez when Kyle Schwarber's losing his mind. Like those spots are the ones where I'm coming out and freaking out in the ninth inning, no less, instead of in the second inning of a game. I mean, maybe Joe just wanted a night off. I don't know. But um, it was shocking to see how fired up he was. But even so, whatever it takes, man, show some life. I love it. And he went at it. And then his team didn't respond. That's what you hate to see. And, uh, and that that in and of itself is not an indictment of Girardi. I think you know, it's an indictment of the team and where they're at, and I think as a result, Girardi. But um, I do think it's it's notable that you know, Girardi showed this fire for a guy who was, you would think, some, with, with a guy who has been so placid and so passive on the bench and so 
seemingly unwilling to go out and and really show some some fire with a man, with an umpire or whatever. You know, you see him all of a sudden out there in the second inning, losing his mind and getting tossed from a game and going back for more and all that. Like, how does that not fire your team up? How do you not go out and get like six straight hits and score four runs and say, all right, let's go, Joe. We got you, coach. You know, seriously, like, how does that not get the juices flowing? And that's what it feels like with this team. It's like so many times the juices aren't flowing. So many times there just seems like there's no life. And I blame Girardi a lot for that. But you know what? At a certain point, blame the players, too. I mean, no doubt. It's a team that just has not figured out how to win baseball games consistently and seemingly can't figure it out. I don't know. We see teams do it. I mean, look, the Angels are 21-11 or whatever we just said. They're the Angels, the the, the classic. Oh, they're going to blow it. They're not going to work out for the Angels this year. And, and they're they're finding ways to win games. because The Mets! The Mets! We're not going to be able to joke about it. Oh, lol, the Mets, right? Oh, they're the Mets. Not anymore! The Mets win baseball games. Culture and talent changed everything there. They bring in Lindor. They bring in Scherzer. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're a good baseball team now. Marte, winning guys. Mmm. Mmm. It's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Why can't the Phillies do that? Why can't the Phillies be one of those teams that, oh, they're the Phillies? And it's like, oh, not anymore. We're good now. Ha, ha, ha. We go out and rake every day. We go out and score runs every day. We win baseball games. Can we get that? Can we just get nine Nick Castellanos in the lineup? Is that possible? Can we just get nine dudes who go out and rake every day? It doesn't matter what's going on. The dude's going to go out and hit. Right? He's like the one guy on the team you can say that about. Made a great play in left field, or excuse me, right field last night too, by the way. Um, Nice diving catch. He's bad there. But, like, man, watching this team every night, every day for, for years now is really sucks it out of you, man. Because you just want a year where they are, are, are a good team, you know, a, a competent team. I mean, you know, the Mariners should, you know, we should remember these are the two teams of baseball with the longest postseason drought. Which is astounding. The Philadelphia Phillies have the second longest postseason drought in all of Major League Baseball. The Marlins, the Tigers, the Orioles, the Diamondbacks, the Dregs, the Dregs of Baseball, the Pirates. The Pirates have been to the playoffs more recently than the Phillies, the freaking Pirates. I mean, come on. Come on! This is not okay anymore! Enough of this! Make the freaking playoffs! Win some baseball games! Jeez Louise, man! It's so frustrating. This team is driving me crazy right now, as you can tell. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I'm freaking tired. You know, part of it is I just don't have a lot left in the tank right now because these late games are... Literally sucking the life out of me, especially a game like last night where they lose. So, you know, it's frustrating. But at the same time, like, 
what I'm saying is is fair and right. Like the Phillies need to find ways to be better and more consistent. Like enough of this. We're 11 years in. 11 years in of this. Win some freaking games. Play good baseball for like three weeks straight. Is that possible? I'll take a week right now. Just give me something. Give me something to root for. Give me something to care about. Uh, anyway, shout out to Girardi. I did like seeing the fire, and I don't know if it, it clearly didn't work last night, and I don't know if it means anything moving forward, but at least I, I saw some fire from him for a placid man who's been so, you know, um, un, unmotivated, it seems, to, to you know lose his mind when necessary this year. I'm happy to see it. Um, we'll see if it carries over again. A set must-win-ish type of game. I mean, you got four against the Dodgers coming up. you got to win the series. You just have to. I mean, the fact the Phillies have still only won two series this season is is just pathetic. I mean, pathetic. Pathetic. And now they've lost six of eight. Not good. It's time to turn around. They better do it quick. And Bailey Falter on the hill, so no problem. Bailey Falter against Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert has been masterful for the Mariners this year. Uh, Bailey Falter less so. So a big advantage from the Mariners. Obviously, we know baseball. We know it doesn't matter that much. Weird stuff happens. But um, Phillies need to show up. It's time to show up. We'll see. Uh, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.